Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two. And that is none other than myself and my boy Front Row Kenny on the other side of me. How you doing, Kenny? Yo, what's good, man? It is getting warm outside. Hope y'all had a good Memorial Day weekend. I'm on too crazy, but y'all already know who was. Y'all y'all should already know by now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenny, I don't know how hot it got on your side of town, but over here... In California, it got, I think, it, over the weekend, it got 105. A hun- it got triple digits, brother. 105. So, I mean, and I know it's, and, and we talk, we, oh, we nah. <laughs> and I know, we, I know we talk about this all the time about the difference of a heat. So, the, the, the heat over here, way different than, you know, North Carolina heat, but still, it was hot as hell. Man, listen, you said 105. Like, look, I already know, like, out in California, that is, like, completely different heat compared to here, where it's humid as hell. So, we didn't get 105, but I could tell you it felt like it because, I mean, it was 95 degrees both days. I think it was 95 on Saturday and Sunday. And, man, it is still warm. I think today, I'm pretty sure today had to be somewhere in the 90s. We are recording this on a Tuesday evening where it's a whole lot cooler right now. Today's high in Charlotte was 92 degrees. And guess what? Wednesday, when this episode drops, it's going to be 95. And Thursday, it's going to be 95. And then it's going to kind of cool down. But it's going right back up next Tuesday to 92 degrees. So, hello, summer. Because, man, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Man, it's hot (laughs) enough, man. The pool been jumping ever since, like, it has broken 80 out here. So, I think even right now, as we're recording this, even wow. though it is 10 o'clock, I'm pretty sure I've, I've heard some people out in the pool. So if you hear some audible noise in the background, my bad. But ain't nothing I can do about it because <laughs> I live right next to the pool, so I can't help that. But, yeah, <laughs> it's hot. Well, I, well, I, could, well I, I could tell you this. Right now we are in – it is 7 o'clock here where I'm at, and I am in Porterville, California, which is basically central California. And I'm kind of right in between Fresno and Bakersfield. And there's still daylight. The cows are outside. And they're still munching on this damn grass. So if you hear any mooing going on outside, (laughs) that is definitely the cows. Hey, you know what? Speaking of that, shout out to the wildlife out here in North Carolina, too. Because you know what? I swear to you. So yesterday, I was walking up to to my apartment. And something just darted across the the sidewalk. And I looked. And it was too quick. So I didn't even Uh get a chance to see it. So I'm like, ah, it is what it is. I heard it go in the bushes. And so then today when I got home. Did it have two legs or four it legs? It had four. <laughs> I, like, I'm positive this time. It had four. So today I get home. It's a little bit. It's still bright outside. I got home at about seven-something-ish today. And so I walk up, and then I can see it. It's a little baby bunny. He just darted across into the little bushes out there. Oh. So I was like, dang. I said, man, that's crazy. I figured, I figured he'd come back at some point because I used to see a bigger one all the time. But. I guess they decided to reside downstairs in the little bush, so I guess I'll probably start seeing them in the morning from now on. But yeah, wow! I'm sure they know it's hot too, cause my God, <laughs> what dude? It's so funny about it, about what you're saying about this bunny. So my uh, landlord here at the ranch that I'm staying at, 
she, at the very beginning when I first started living out here, which was back in probably mid, I think it was mid, mid, late February, she told me she had a bunny, but it got away because she had it kept in a little oh, cage. Man. Well, like a month later, I started seeing this bunny and till this day, I, all these months now, I I keep seeing that bunny and it, and it stays on, it pretty much stays on, you know, on the, on the, on the ranch. But I just don't think, and I told her, and I go, you know what? I keep seeing your bunny, the one that, and she goes, really? And I go, yes, I'm sure it's the same one because of the way she described it to me. And I said, I think it's still here. I go, I just don't think it likes being caged up. So I think the bunny's like, look, lady, like, I mean, I'll stay on the ranch and I'll let you feed me, but I ain't staying in no damn cage. I feel that. No, trust me. I, I feel that wholeheartedly. Like, man, but yeah, that that is crazy in itself. So I guess I might as well tell y'all how my weekend was. My weekend wasn't like super crazy by any means. I did work a little bit <laughs> at my part-time job. Did right that. on. You know, it, was some, it wasn't even that bad given it was a holiday weekend, but yeah, it was cool. And then on Sunday, my girlfriend celebrated her birthday, so I was with her her sister. Oh, right on. Happy happy belated birthday to your yes, lady. Indeed. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure she'll hear this. So yeah. um, again, happy birthday, Kim. But yeah, it was a good time. I don't know if anybody knows about this place, or at least if we have any listeners from the area or um, whatever it may be, but this restaurant called The Eagle. Man, let me tell you something. Look. That is some damn good fried chicken. Like, it is so good. Pressure Ooh. cooked or whatever they do to it. and A flash fry. I don't know. Regardless, well seasoned. All the above. The collard greens was collard green and mashed potatoes was mashed potato in. And, hey, yeah, it was a good old time. And the drinks were good, too. Shout out to the, Boy, shout man, out I to the Eagle. Ha- <laughs> I, I, I haven't had me a good fried chicken in a long man, time, brother. Me neither. I mean, that's, that's the one thing I miss about L.A., you know, in this small <laughs> town here. You know, they, they, they have a lot of other things, but they the one thing that they don't have is fried chicken. And I'm telling you, I, 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 yeah, I, I think I have to drive at least about 30 to 45 minutes outside of this little small town to get yeah, maybe even a Popeye's. Lee, man, that is, yeah, man, that's but, a tragedy. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> Yeah, it is, and but I, I was just telling I was just telling my roommate because my old roommate had had asked me. He goes, dude, so what kind of you know restaurants do they have? I said, well, I go, they got little things here, like little things like that, and and he goes, yeah, he goes, they have they have good fried chicken out there. I was like, oh, dude, I was like, they don't have no fried chicken out here. He goes, what? And I go, yeah, man. I go like I go the the, the nearest fried chicken place is a Popeyes, and it's like thirty to forty five minutes away from <laughs> man. You gonna be at Pop? You gonna be at Popeyes waiting at least thirty minutes for the spicy yeah. as it is. So it's like. You really want to turn I, I that might, into an adventure? I might go after this podcast is over. <laughs> Man, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, Popeye's is good. But I tell you what, since you're out there in California, and this is only in select locations now, but what is Carl's Jr. out there is Hardy's here on the East Coast and at least right. in the South. This is the only place I can find it now. Hardy's slash Carl's Jr. sells fried chicken. And when I tell you, that is some of the best damn fried chicken from a fast food joint really? that I've ever had. So when I used to go to Virginia... For my racing folks, if you're familiar with South Boston Speedway, somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah, we used to stop by at Hardy's on the way down. And man, let me tell you something. As a kid, I've always remembered the taste. And when it, they stopped selling it at some places, I was so upset. But then one day, going home, I stumbled across it by accident. I got off on the wrong exit. I saw a Hardy's and I was like, man, you know what? I could do that because I don't really have a chance to eat it all the time. And so I walked in. I looked in the top corner of the menu. And it's going to say fried chicken and it was fresh. I said, man... I saw that lady give me a three piece so quick, man. Listen, 
I I felt like all wow. the nostalgia and everything, all the above, everything was hitting. The mashed potatoes and gravy was hitting. The green beans was hitting. Everything was good. I'm like, damn, this is just like when I was a kid. Like I'm telling you, but uh, I, I I feel like there has got to be someone out there that listens to our show that has has to know what I'm talking about. I know someone does. I can't be the only one. I know I can't be. There's commercials. It was in the '90s. Yeah. I know some of y'all gotta be born from the '90s. I know all y'all ain't shits, man. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, well, well. If I hope if anybody, if any of our listeners do, please hit us up on social media and let us Holla know. Holla at me, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I just want to spread the good word about Hardy's Fried Chicken, man. I swear to you. But that's but right. look, <laughs> I guess let me ask you this, Renee, before we get into this bracing deal. How was your weekend? Well, my weekend was the complete opposite of yours. Oh, we so knew that. That, in a nutshell, it, yeah. So, first of all, I, w- I want to give you a, a, a shout out personally, Kenny, for taking over last week, you know, kind of uh, doing the solo thing. I was in Vegas and I went to a festival with my son and as a graduation gift that I, I, I you know, I, I flew him out there. We had a great time together. And, and, and you know, of course, we met, you know, my lady and, and then some some other friends of ours out there. It, it was just absolutely a grand old time. We we just literally had the best times of our lives. And then I came back and last week, I mean, this past weekend was just about the same thing, part two, just at, at, at a friend's house. Kenny, you know, o- over the last couple of weeks, or actually as of last week, you know, all the families out there in, in Uvalde, Texas, you know, where the mass shooting went on and, 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 and that horrible, tragic incident, you know, that claimed the lives of, you know, I think 20 or 21 people were 19 children and, 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 a, and a couple of teachers who lost their lives. So just a horrific, horrific uh, massacre that went out there. And the reason why it, 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 it I'm, I'm taking it to, so so hardly, Kenny. I, you know, I was born and raised the early part of my life in San Antonio, which is right down the street from Uvalde, Texas. Mm-hmm. And being from San Antonio and growing up in both San Antonio and and Houston, respectively, starting my comedy career in Houston, Texas, I can tell you, Kenny, I have been through Uvalde, Texas, many times as a visitor and as a performer. And I'm telling you, you know, when when that town, when they say that, that everybody knows each other in that town, they, they absolutely mean it. Everybody was fantastic. And it is absolutely just one of the, the most wonderful communities I've ever, I've ever come in contact with. And just a wonderful, wonderful community with, with just amazing people. And uh, my heart goes out to them. And uh, I can't, Kenny, I can't even imagine as a parent, you know, I, I, you know, it, 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 that's just something as a parent, you just never, ever, you know, want to experience. You don't even think about that. You try not to think about that. And, I, you know, I just want to just give a shout out to the entire community and, and, and say that, you know, my, my hearts are with you. In any case, sorry to bring that down. Let's bring it right back up. <laughs> let's let's di- let's get into some NASCAR talk and let's talk about this Coke 600. Kenny, I didn't get to watch the race as it went down, but I went back and watched the highlights. And we were talking off the, the podcast about this, but man, this was one, one, one race I wish I would have I would have watched because it, I mean, just based on the highlights and what I watched, it seemed like a really good race. Man, listen, the greatest day in motorsports already. Obviously, Memorial Day is like Christmas uh, for racing fans by default. 
And so we started off the morning in Monaco, Checo and Red Bull Racing, they won at we won their respective race. Marcus Erickson became the second Swedish driver to win the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday. And then we closed it out with easily <laughs> and the last 20 years or so, or almost 20 years, I'm, I'd rather say, of a Coke 600. What a memorable one. I can't even tell you another one that has recently happened that I can really remember, mm-hmm. like I'm probably going to remember this one. And I think one of the things I said in the podcast, maybe sometime last year when the Next Gen first debuted, my real question was, well, can you make this car race well at a place like Charlotte and a place like Texas? Well, Texas, we know how that went last week. I was not having a, I was having a good time, but I just told y'all how life played. <laughs> but Charlotte was a track that ever since it's been repaved just has not really been the greatest thing in the world to watch the Coke 600 hasn't really been all that exciting in the last like couple years or so, or last decade, I might say, but I got to say the 2022 rendition of this race was absolutely bonkers. And for sure, as of course, some NASCAR fan is always going to find something historic to remind us of it. But 2005, we go way back to then I was for sure in elementary at that point, but Kurt Bush was <laughs> Kurt Bush was your reigning was your reigning champion of that year. So uh, he won in 04, obviously. Going to that Coke 600, 22 cautions in that race. That race was insane from the beginning all the way into the end. Obviously, Jimmy Johnson beat Bobby Labonte at the line uh, for one of the closest finishes at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It was a crazy race. And then we get overtime and actually the longest race in nascar history took place on sunday because of how long it went into into overtime but yeah we got an absolutely insane race from beginning to end you everything like you had everything you could have ever asked for and a race that long i felt like it felt like a true endurance race it seemed like it seemed like there was it seemed like kenny it seemed like there was like five different drivers that could have that could have won that race and and each time there was a and each time there was a caution somebody else could have won (laughs) man you just at that point you just wasn't hoping your your driver was having a great day and it was just gonna get ruined by something i mean obviously there was a big one which aka daniel suarez perfect man it was it was a crazy one. I, I mean, I think 20 cars out of the 38 that took on Sunday's race finished the race. Every other car mm-hmm. was damaged in a wreck or the unfortunate case like Bubba Wallace in the damaged vehicle policy who his car wasn't damaged enough and could actually still run. But because he didn't meet minimum speed, he was disqualified by that, by the DVP or Damaged vehicle policy, however you want to say it. And that happened, which was a complete yep. debacle and a complete oof of 23XI on that day. That just kind of sucked for them because the car made it through that big wreck. And they could have definitely drove that car. And even in qualifying, they showed that they had plenty of speed. Like, I mean, plenty of speed off the truck. So, you know, that was unfortunate for them. But, man, that race was insane. And I honestly didn't expect to come on this podcast and even talk about how good this race was. That was not my expectation going into it. My expectation was just like, okay, we didn't, uh, a lot yeah. of people didn't enjoy Texas. And I'm going to be the, I'm for sure going to be high on top of that list. That is my hill that I am dying on is that that race at the all-star race was just awful. But the Coke 600, mm-hmm. my God, what a night and day difference. And of course, that also led to people saying, man, you know, maybe we need to bring back the all-star race back to Charlotte, even though personally, like I said last week, I'd rather that thing be ro- uh, a rotating event, maybe do something different every single year. I don't know. But regardless, yeah. we've moved past that. 
this race was fantastic. And my God, and you want to know how good it's got to be for NBC? I didn't send you, <laughs> I didn't send you those highlights, but the NBC highlights for this race were forty-five minutes long. Now you go find me. A couple more races where it's 45 minutes long worth of highlights. I know that race was six hours, but still, or five and a half or whatever it was, regardless, that just says a lot. And I'm happy with the current product. I almost damn near wish we still had two oval races at Charlotte at this rate, but, you know, Roval will still be cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, man, highly entertaining, a really, really fun Coke 600, definitely one that's going to be on the memory banks of people and I think at the end of the season in November, we'll definitely be talking about that again. Like, man, you remember how Memorial Day went? Yeah, because it was just that. It was just that fun. <laughs> yeah, man. So why don't we go ahead and just run down the top ten there, Kenny? Yeah, this week is definitely worth talking about the top ten because there is some major. There is a major accolade that has occurred um, within that. Obviously, Denny Hamlin has won his first Coke Six Hundred, and among yep. the crown jewels, he's got three Daytona Five Hundreds. He's got three Southern Five Hundred. If you still count the Brickyard, technically speaking, that's the last thing he is really missing to have all three of those. And, man, at this rate, it's kind of criminal that he doesn't have a championship. It's almost shades of Mark yeah, Martin, right? right? Like, <laughs> it's like Mark Martin. He's Mark Martin has won tons of races. He didn't win a 500, but he's won the Coke 600. Won the, I believe he's won a Southern 500, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know... He's done. I think Mark had done plenty and had won plenty of races, but he just came so close to the championship each and every time. Unfortunately, he just never got one. But he's definitely regarded as an all-time great. I'm sure a lot of people, yeah, um, recognize him as that. And obviously, Denny, we don't know when his career is going to come to an end necessarily as a driver, so to speak. But at least right now, it the only thing missing on his resume is a championship. I definitely think he is definitely someone in the future that will be in the Hall of Fame for sure, just based on his current accolades. But a championship would probably just solidify that beyond measure at that point. But, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I just think he's having a good, I mean, he's having a very good quiet season. And I feel like personally the drivers who have a good quiet season are the ones that end up winning a championship sometimes. So, yeah. So, you know, you you know who, I know who is having a kind of a quiet season is Kevin Harvick, but he came in third right behind Kyle Busch. Now, and if I'm not mistaken, Kenny, now, has has Harvick won, won this season? Man, he is still missing that. That is one thing he is missing, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because it's Denny's second, right, of, of the season. And, and and I think Kevin, I think Kevin is, 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 is I don't think Kevin has one. No. You know what? I, I, I don't think he does. Not won this season so far, which is, you know, kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah. It's not very common for that to happen. However, in the last four races, he's had a top 10, which is uh, pretty solid. He had a top 10 at Dover, Darlington, or top five at Darlington. Mm-hmm. He finished 15th at Kansas. Well, there you but go. He finished in the top three at Charlotte. So, you know, there's still there's still time. But remind, remind you, let's just also keep this – in mind, we are getting closer and closer to the cutoff, which is in August at Daytona. Before you know it, we'll be there. Obviously, the dog days of the summer are getting ready to become upon us as we continue to move across the country. But in the season, but yeah, it's, you know, crunch time is happening. You know, second place Kyle Busch has obviously got himself locked in with that win, with yeah. that win on Easter. But, you know, we look at Kevin Harvick, he's a name you would expect, but also in fourth place that, you know, where he finished, Chase, Br- where Chase Briscoe finished, excuse me. He's got a win already. He won at Phoenix. So, you know, he's already 
looking on the up. Christopher Bell came home in fifth. Tyler Reddick came home in sixth, who had a crazy pass in the grass, which he caught on an onboard <laughs> camera. He was hyped. Yeah. I-, I loved it. I was like, damn, that-, that was cool. He passed Ricky Stenhouse at the line, literally, in the grass. That was a pretty cool moment but like I said Stenhouse came home in seventh he had a really solid run that team is at the point where they're probably going to need a win to get in the playoffs but they definitely have picked it up quite a bit ever since Dover I don't know what has been going on but ever since Dover they have just been clicking it off and I I have no clue what that may entail maybe it will entail a win sooner rather than later but we'll we shall see eighth was Michael McDowell ninth was Kyle Larson and tenth was Alex Bowman to that's your top 10 for the Coke 600 and Man, I, I honestly could watch the replay of that race and I'd be pretty damn satisfied. And the funniest thing about the entire the, th- the entire thing about the Coke 600 as of late, usually what I'll do is I'll watch like an old one the same week of the race because I'm just like, I am not about to disappoint myself twice this week. So let me at least give myself a little <laughs> bit of nostalgia and let me go watch an old one because I know they're just a little bit better. Man, 2022 did not fail to disappoint and also... When you look at it, it actually was the first double-digit caution race. Not that I'm looking for Rex, obviously, but it it was just yeah. that case. That's the first time but, that's happened since you know, 2019. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and how about a how about a quick you know shout out to Chris Busher who had a. I mean, just a violent, you know, wreck. And I mean, you know, anytime, Kenny, you know, you, you see a car just start flipping, you know, the first thing you just kind of hold your breath and you're like, man, you know, whoever's car that is, I hope that driver is okay. And Chris Busher, you know, when, when, when you see, when you see the net come down, you, you're, you're kind of like your heart is relieved at least somewhat because you know that, 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 you know, there's, they're still moving in there and they're, they're somewhat okay. But man, what a what a violent wreck that was, and uh, you know, and and he still walked away from it, so that was always nice. Man, yeah, no, that wreck was crazy. I, I think about wrecks a little bit differently. Well, for one, knowing people who actually race and then seeing them happen is like insane. But then also on top of that, I also think about my friends who are photographers. So big shout out to Alejandro who was out there shooting the Coke Six Hundred, and he also witnessed. Oh wow! He was right there when the big one happened. It's, he had a very interesting view. That would have. That definitely would have been a Cole Brown moment for me. I'm not going to lie to you, but hey, everybody ain't <laughs> built the same and that's okay. But yeah, you know, he's taking out, out there taking photos and stuff like that. Same thing with my friend Dontre at the Indianapolis 500 this this year. So yeah, you know, shout out to them for doing their thing and shout out to the photographers to get those crazy frame by frame shots. Like that frame by frame shot of Chris Busher's crash was just unbelievable. I can't really remember the last time I saw a car flip at Charlotte, at least, I really don't. It might have happened before yeah. my time if it did, but otherwise, like, I can't remember a car flipping that violently. But I think the safety mechanisms on the car actually did exactly what they were supposed to do, which is great. But yeah, Chris Busher walked away unscathed. I am sure Monday he felt that. There is no doubt about it because I can tell you right now, I would be hooting and hollering if that was me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, hell yeah. of a wreck, but I'm yeah. glad he was okay and, you know, everyone from all those other hard wrecks that we had this past weekend. But, yeah, it was uh, – that was crazy. Like, well, that was so crazy. Well, like, like – but- well, like we talked about, you know, there were just so many, there were so many wrecks in there. And, and the, the, you know, the the crazy thing too is when you're having a good race and just like I had pointed out to earlier about Daniel Suarez, I mean, he was having one hell of a race, man. 
dude, that that's the most disappointing thing right right there is when you know you've been having a race, a, a good race all day, mm-hmm. and you have the opportunity to probably finish it off or at least come in a top five, top three, which he easily could. I think he could have. And then you you wreck out like that, and it's just oh, dude, it's just it's got to be heartbreaking. No, I'm telling you, and that's the thing about Suarez as of late. And that car had a couple issues, but that car just kept charging back to the front. Trackhouse itself are a very very solid team. Like I mean, they have they literally have hit the nail on the head right out the gate. And I just love the swagger of the team. I really do love the look of Trackhouse, just in general from. The, yeah, huh? from the haulers to the uniforms to the the slash and the numbers like they just got a cool swag it's almost like formula one like it's literally just that type of cool swag that they have <laughs> i love it but you know hopefully i think daniel suarez hopefully daniel suarez will find his way to find winning ways at some point i just feel like they've just been right there on the cusp of it i feel the same way about tyler reddick like i think he's been so close to winning like it's got, it's just got to give. Like some has just got to give at yeah. some point. That's just, it's a couple drivers. I feel like that this season. Like it's just got to give at some point. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, uh, keeping on the keeping on the track house racing, the the Project Ninety One. Go ahead and, and and tell us a little bit about that. Kenny. Okay, so Project Ninety One came out the blue, and I think it's one of the most creative things. And again, just as I said a few moments ago, very F one esque because. F1 has test drivers and, you know, these type of things happen. You might test driver make a one-off appearance in, in practice during the season. Those things, those type of things happen, right? But with this, with Project yeah. 91 and Trackhouse, what they want to do is try and get some of the world's um, greatest racers across, you know, across the globe to come over and try NASCAR. Given the way this car is, it seems like it's going to be quite, lu- not lucrative, Jesus. It's going to be quite intriguing to quite a few people. I'm sure it's lucrative as well, but at the same time, I think it's going to give us a chance to see some drivers we never could have imagined coming back, uh, coming over here to race in NASCAR. And first ride being Kimi Raikkonen, the Iceman, 2007 Formula One world champion, a well-known name in the racing world. He's also raced in rally as well. Obviously, he's made his attempts as an Xfinity Series and Truck Series driver. But I think having a name like that at Watkins Glen in August is going to be really, really cool. And who knows what else we will get out of Project 91. Like I said before, the swagger of, of this entire team of Trackhouse already is so cool. And they're doing things more so in an end quote F1 style. Not what Red Bull Racing did initially when they first came to NASCAR. I think they are doing what they wish that they could have done, basically. That's what Trackhouse is living. But hopefully we can see some other names. Man, it would be so dope to see Lewis Hamilton. Maybe Daniel Ricciardo, who is a big fan of America in general and loves stock cars, and his contract is kind of in a very weird situation with McLaren and F1 right now, so who knows where he'll end up landing, but I think these type of things are what people need to need to see, and also from, you know, just from a global perspective, like racing itself is still niche, and I think at the end of the day, we got to support each other, and these type of things will bring fans from all over just to see maybe Kimi Raikkonen, in this case, at Watkins Glen, because they may not have another chance to see him anywhere else. I mean, obviously, he's a retired Formula One driver, but he still has a racing itch. So these type of things are cool, and hopefully, you know, Project 91 can grow beyond what it is right now. 
Yeah, that is pretty dope. And I'll tell you what else is dope, Kenny, and and something that 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 when when you put you know the 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 podcast outline together, the one thing that stuck out what you wrote down was Phoenix returns as a championship race in 2023. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's back in the it. desert again. It's going to be a championship race yeah. next year. I, I, and I think we. I think we talked about this on a, on, a, on a previous podcast about hoping that Phoenix would return as a championship race. Yeah, that's a good one, no doubt. I, I think I figured it was going to happen again, but also some good news for the folks in Phoenix. They have sold out that race to, to its entirety, so that's pretty dope. So the 22 races are already sold out, and it is currently... It is currently May as of now. It'll be June soon, but that's pretty good to know that way, way in advance, even before the playoffs have even started, they've sold that race out and they'll be returning for next year as a championship host. So that'll be pretty cool. Even though I do dearly miss Homestead. I love Homestead as a championship yeah, race. Me, me I too. really the, do. I have no I have no bones about Homestead either, but there's just something about b- being back in the desert. Man, that... that it's just got a different vibe. I'm sure. No, I'm sure it does. No doubt. I don't know if I'll make my way out there this year or not, but I would like to because I actually have never been to Phoenix. So in general, I haven't been to the West West Coast. Like I haven't been to the West Coast yet. My trip to Phoenix might not be a bad one. I think it would be a cool one to see all my friends and everybody else out there. I think that'd be pretty dope. But we'll see. If I do go, I will let everybody know, of course. But um, otherwise, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty big. And yep, shout out to Phoenix Raceway. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. So why don't we, I don't know what else we, are we missing something here, Kenny? I don't know. I'm, I got to go back to uh, our outline, but uh, well, any any last things that you wanted to touch on? Well, we are um, going to a new track for the first time. Well, at least for Cup's sake, we are. Worldwide Technology oh, that's Raceway, right. yeah. aka Gateway, we're making that. Gateway, that's correct. Yeah, it's going to be the first time Cup has ever been there, which is insane. But I'm sure if you are a NASCAR fan, you are probably familiar with Gateway and Gateway has hosted Xfinity Series races and Truck Series races in the past. But yeah, you know, some of your favorite drivers have won at Gateway as a Bush Series driver or Truck Series driver, just to name a few. Bubba Wallace, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, Justin Haley, Ross Chastain. And the common trait between all those names I just said, they all have at least one win in the Cup Series. So that's pretty interesting. But I actually don't have any expectation on what it may even turn out to be. I really don't know how that race is going to go, but I am sure it's going to be a fun one. I know that team at Worldwide Technology Raceway just a little bit, but I know they've been working really hard to get that venue ready for this cup race. And I think fans that are going out are going to have a really good time. I think it'll be great. I think the St. Louis market is going to enjoy that race and we'll see how it turns out. All right. Well, with that being said, Kenny, I think it is time for some predictions. I don't know about you, but you ready? Let's do it. It's time for race predictions. All right, Kenny. Well, let's heat. Let's 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 get to it. Who you got? All right, we're going to Gateway. Man, I never would have thought it was ever going to happen, but this will be the first time the Cup Series will be there. Like I said before, so. I don't know if my picks will stick at all, but I'm going to try this anyway. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski as my main pick, and then I'm also going to go with Kevin Harvick as my alternative pick. I'm going to pick two former winners from Gateway. So those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. What say you, Mr. Renee? Well, here you go. I'm going to kind of be on the same page with you, but I actually am going to go with Kevin Harvick as my main pick. And my alternative pick, believe it or not, 
I am going to go with Martin Truex Jr. That's right. So I am going with Martin Truex Jr. as my alternative pick. Kevin Harvick is going to get his first win of the season this weekend at the Gateway. Those are my picks. I'm sticking to them. What say you, fans of all turns, no breaks? If you got a pick, if you got an alternative pick, hit us up on our social media, as well as making sure that you let us know about that fried chicken at Hardee's. Hit us up on uh, <laughs> our social media, at turns, no breaks. Again, that's across the board on social media, at turns, no breaks. And let us know who you think is going to win and who you think is going to be your alternative pick. We certainly appreciate each and every week you guys tuning in and supporting our podcast. We thank you and we always thank you. And if you know anybody who loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, please turn them on to our podcast. I guarantee they'll like it because this this podcast is for fans by fans. With that being said, for Kenny and myself, we hope you have a wonderful rest of the week, have a productive week, and we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. See y'all. Hey man, look, the temperature is rising. Y'all already know what I'm saying. Stay hydrated. Shout out to Patrick. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. 